0: live on never had it so good sports radio a new day brings new topics our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host expert contributors and callers. we can discuss it all join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on never had
1: it so good sports radio
2: hey welcome to never had it so good sports radio I'm excited we have the professional experts with us tonight. We're going to get them in here in just a moment. I want to welcome in my co-host, Duck Riley. On Tuesdays, Tim is running a little bit behind um, and is for good reason for sure. Duck Riley, how are you, sir?
1: Going well, Princess. How about
2: yourself? I'm doing really good. I don't know if we talked about on off air about the Maryland Terrapins. Aren't they 3-0, oh, Duck, headed into week four?
1: Yeah, the, the slow skis are... Three and zero. Fear
2: the turtle. I got to get Martez in here. Fear the turtle, for sure. I haven't been. (laughs) I haven't been able to say something. What head coach is that, Duck? I know it's an African American. Who is that out there?
1: Uh, Mike Loxley.
2: Okay. Okay. All right. Well, congratulations. He always seems to have a fast start. Um, Coach Loxley, I want to see if you can put this all together. In the middle and the end, so um you can have a better record than west virginia w v u yeah and then Martez and I really have a lot to talk about, Is't that right now? Oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> all right, let's welcome in um our guys here first in um the system tonight with Steve Norton. How are you, sir?
3: I'm doing very well. Greetings to everyone on the on the call this evening.
2: yeah, amen. doing fine, amen. All right, all right. So, um, I want you to, you know, tonight, um, I want you to take the reins, Steve Thornton, when they asked what NFL game did you watch? Because last night, you know, they tried to eat me up. And, Princess, did you, did, I know you didn't watch NFL. So, Steve, you know, have my back tonight, okay? I
3: got your back. I got your back. And I have the analysis, the right analysis.
2: All right. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. All right. Let's see. Let's get in. Will Lewis, how are you, sir?
4: I'm doing well. hope everybody else is doing the same.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you. you sir. All right. Coach Jay Hayes, how are you?
5: Great, Princess. How are you?
2: Doing really good. Doing really good. Thank you for being on. All
5: right. Thanks. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing? All right. Excellent,
2: excellent, excellent. Ricky Porter, how are you, sir? Man, up, duck. <laughs>
6: I'm, I'm doing great, princess. What's up, fellas? <laughs> All right, hey, Ricky. How you doing? Oh, Rick. All right.
2: Take the best for last. All right, duck. You can go ahead and talk now. All
6: right, we're gonna
1: we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna open up the mic, uh, and we're gonna start with my homeboy Steve Thornton. And by the way, happy birthday, man. Well, thank you very happy much, sir. So I appreciate it.
3: Yes, yeah. it's like yesterday, and. Uh, <laughs> I'm still here. I'm happy about <laughs> <that>. Amen. <laughs>
1: got a little open mic going. What you got for us, Steve?
3: Uh, I wrote down a few things because I figured somebody would jump all over the first one, but uh, the the Dolphins scored seventy points. That was <laughs> that was pretty. That was wild to watch, and I went back and counted the touchdowns and to see Tyreek Hill running around and. Uh, uh, who, who's the running back? Swift? DeAndre Swift? More set.
1: More set. Yeah,
3: Mostert. Mostert, yeah, from San Francisco. Mostert. Mm-hmm. They uh, they just made Denzel uh, look re- really bad. And I was waiting to see, and someone else on the call might know, who got fired or who got demoted or something. But to lose, <laughs> you know, to <laughs> give up 70 <laughs> points in the NFL these days is crazy. Yeah. But that's the start. Yeah.
1: Okay. Ricky Porter, open mic. What you got for us?
6: You know, doug I always, I always try to figure out what I'm going to talk about, but uh, I was just thinking about this week is um, I think we got to do something about the pass interference call. And to me, it, it's like um, the charging call in basketball. Um, I mean, I think it's it's the most challenging for a ref to make. And uh, many of the games this weekend – were decided by controversial uh, pass interference calls. And, um, I mean, even at the, you know, at the very end of the game, you know, things happening that really changed the outcome of the game. So um, I'm hoping that the NFL will focus on this more and think of a better way uh, to try to – so everybody can get on the same page with this interference call because sometimes you'll even hear the announcer say, yeah, he had a little tug right there or he did that right there. And it's like, okay, but we're going to accept that tug, but two games later we don't accept that same tug or that, you know, that, um, you know, DVs are taught. And, and Will probably can tell you how they pin that hand to their side when they, you know, when they cover them, they, they're covering them, they're hand they're putting it down, you know, pinned it to their side so that they can only put one hand up to catch the ball. So it's a lot of tricks. And I understand, you know, the good ones can get away with it and do it, but I just think it needs to be some type of, and I don't know if it can be done, of how we're going to call pass interference. Okay. Was that
1: a little reference to the Ravens game or not, Rick? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a tough call, though.
6: It's a really tough call. It, it, was, it, was, a, you know, it, it was a couple calls that, you know A couple uh, teams had calls like that or, you know, they changed some things. So we'll see. I mean, who am I But. <laughs> Maybe they'll do something about
4: it. All right. Uh, Will, what you got for us? Open mic. Yeah, I don't think we should ever have a pass interference call, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> that's my man. <laughs> um, no, I mean, yes. just a couple things. I think, you know, a couple things I think just kind of going around. I think they just started the uh, taking a look at the, the Heisman hopefuls, um, and once again, it looks like there's nothing but quarterbacks on that list. So um, I guess every team just needs to have a great quarterback and forget about the 10 other players. Um, but uh, but that's just getting started now. Um, one thing that was kind of intriguing, though, was uh, down in Kansas City, I saw where Kelsey's jersey jumped up by 400%, his jersey sales. Can't imagine why that happened. <laughs> so that's good. And then uh, just one last thing really was uh, you know that uh, Russell Wilson was on a team that won by 50 points at one point and has now been on a team that has lost by 50 points.
1: Hmm. No, I didn't know. Don't, don't. Yeah. Wow. All right, Princess, what you got for us? Open mic. What you got?
2: Um, i got a couple of things, and we'll touch on one of them. Shame on Travis Kelsey for le- leaving Kayla Nicole for uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> I don't care anything about the jerseys for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, and then the other thing sure. is, is is the – seems like the, the all um, full-court pressure on Dion to make sure he does not succeed – Um, I listened to Keyshawn Johnson this morning talk about how there were so many coaches that reached out to Oregon assistants to give them help and to um, make sure and provide information that they had on some plays or some coverage that would help them to beat um, Colorado Buffaloes. And I'm not saying that that helped or hurt because, obviously, I thought Oregon had better talent on Saturday, um, especially in the trenches. But I'm beginning to see if I hadn't. Especially in my conversations with Duck Riley off air, it, it, there there definitely is an element that just wants him to lose and wants this whole phenomenon, Coach Prime phenomenon, to go away. And that's a shame because I think he's doing a, a good job. And Tim Moore is on.
1: Okay, and, and, and again, guys, I don't I don't know if if Colorado didn't have Dion this year, would any of us watch Oregon and Colorado? At 3.30 this past weekend?
6: No. If, game one, okay. it uh, be, if it was on game one. Okay. If oh, it was, like, if if was be on old. the game one, I would have watched it. But other than that, no. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Tim Moore,
1: open mic. What you got for us, Tim?
6: Besides yeah, I'm getting um, new,
1: Besides getting a new quarterback.
0: But I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But they,
0: who, who, they're talking about uh, – Oh, some nondescript dude. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, th- the thing the thing that's-, that's really amazing me is that the Pac-12 has some really good teams this year, it, it appears, so far. Yeah. It looks like, uh, you know, Washington is one of the better teams in the country. Um, a lot of people think USC is. I- I'm still not convinced that their defense is uh, what it needs to be to compete with the top teams in, pro- in the um, country. Um, Utah. Is winning even without its uh, star quarterback, and um, uh, I'm trying to think of who else. There's, there's another another team from out there. Washington State's having a good off to a good start, so yeah. I'm wondering the way things are looking right now, if even though we're looking at the demise of the uh, of the Pac-12 this year, uh, whether they might uh, make a case for being the best conference in the country this year. So it's it's pretty interesting to watch that unfold. Um, I also, you know, want to mention that it just seems to be so much parity this year. There doesn't seem to be as much gap between um, some of the haves and the have-nots as there's been in past years. Um, I look at, uh, I think it's the best Notre Dame team I've seen in several years. Uh, Louisville looks like they've got a pretty good ball club. Uh, North Carolina, Mac Brown seems to have them on track. Miami seems to be uh, on the way back if they're not back yet. You got Michigan, Ohio State, Oregon, uh, all having good seasons. And I still think LSU is, uh, is, is going to make some noise before it's over. So it's just going to be real interesting to me to watch the whole season unfold, uh, with all of these teams, um, looking as though, uh, they are just a, a, a notch below the Georgia's. Uh, of the world uh, this year.
1: Okay. Jay Hayes, open mic. What you got, Jay?
0: Yeah. Um,
5: the uh, end of the Notre Dame game really bothered me <clears throat> from the standpoint of, um, you know, after, after it was over, uh, Freeman coming out and saying he knew he had 10 on the field. and and didn't get somebody in, uh, you know, it it just boggles my mind that a staff of 10, 12 guys and all those GAs and people they got in line and you can't figure out that uh, you don't have the right amount of people on the field. I could see it um, when they threw the pass that was incomplete. I'm like, get lined up, you know, I'm saying to myself, you know, you guys get lined up and they're, I knew they didn't have uh, like either a nine technique or five technique out there. I'm like, what the heck, you know? And then come to find out they, they run the ball, uh, get it in by the skin of their teeth. And they, they got 10 guys on the field. You know, when, when I coached for Lou Holtz back, back in the day, uh, when guys would mess up, he would take, like, one guy out. Like, we had a guard that was screwing up in practice one day, and he told him, he, I'll do my Lou Holtz impression. and he'd say, kick your ass off the field. Just get over there. We don't need you. We don't need you. And we, he'd make us run a play without a guard on the field, and Chris Zorich would go make it, you know, tackle for loss in practice. And he, he'd say, "See, we can do it without you." you know? it was just ridiculous. But you can't, you know, you can't win big games like that with uh, in that situation. And my biggest issue with it is uh, Ohio State substituted on the last play, so they had time to run someone on, and they didn't. So um, I, I just. You know, feel that they were totally discombobulated at at the very wrong time to go lose that game because Ohio State had no business beating them, in my opinion. You know, but that that just really upset me.
0: You know, everything. <laughs> okay, You know what's interesting about what Coach just said uh, is that I heard uh, one of the commentators say that they did this same thing a couple of weeks ago against Tennessee State where they had 10 10 defenders on the field for one of their plays. They should have got it fixed then. You know what I mean?
6: Somebody else should see that, though. Somebody should see that.
5: Yeah, somebody should
6: have. Even the, even the, the defensive players themselves should see it. You know when somebody's used to being next to you or beside you, you're looking around for that person, behind you or wherever. Somebody should have and been you yelling,
5: know what I we fix. miss
6: him. The
5: guy that wasn't on the field was the kid who played at Ohio State. That, that, uh, <laughs> the fix was number in? Number one. He, was, he wasn't out there. He wasn't out there then. The fix uh-huh. was in, Jay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! Right. We're gonna stay right with you, Jay. What's your top five this week? Uh,
5: my top five uh, would be, uh, interestingly enough, um, you know Georgia still won. You know, I I like what Texas is doing. I I still you know Michigan's up there. I guess I I don't really like them, but they they gotta be in the conversation um Florida State, I like I really enjoyed that game this week. I thought they did every you know what they needed to do to get it done, and then Penn State and Washington to close uh close five and a half um you know, I'm not gonna um, put Ohio State in my top five'cause i don't I don't think they' I think they'll <laughs> lose before it's over. <laughs> All right, Steve.
1: What's your top five, Steve?
3: All right. Uh, well, until somebody beats Georgia, they gotta stay at the top of the heat. Yeah, my number two team is Texas because I live in Texas. My number three team is Oregon because I told you they have the best uniforms in the country. My number five pick, uh, four pick rather, is uh, Michigan. At five, I have kind of a tie between USC and Washington.
1: Okay. Precious.
2: Well, I'm sorry, Jay Hayes. I have Ohio State at number one, and I don't like Georgia. So um, (laughs) they're at number two, Texas three, Penn State four, Washington five. No FSU either, and we all understand from me why. (laughs)
0: All right, Tim. Look, I'm I'm looking. I'm I'm, I'm I'm. I don't remember if it was Ricky or somebody said. Uh, you know, until Georgia loses, you know, they got to be the top team. So I I I, I sort of g- agree with that. Uh, so I've got Georgia still at number one. I've got Texas number two. I've got Florida State number three. I've got Penn State number four. I think they're the best team in the Big Ten, uh, and I believe it'll play out in the next few weeks. And then Washington at number five.
1: Okay, we all know Penn State beat a beat a real really really good West Virginia team. All right, Ricky. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> I
2: okay.
1: thought I had the
2: biggest lie of the night. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs>
6: well, I'm I'm gonna I'm leave Georgia at number one, Michigan number two, uh, Texas three, Florida Florida State four, and I'm gonna leave Ohio State at five.
1: Okay
4: what you got for us, Will? Yeah, I'm pretty uh I'm pretty pretty much aligned to what you just heard. So, I'm going with Georgia still at the at number 1. Uh Michigan is at 2 until they lose. I mean, I and I expect that to happen. Uh Texas at 3. Um Florida State. Well, actually, yeah, I I put Florida State at 4 and then Ohio State at 5. But I got the other guys in close proximity, the U.S.D.s, UDS, and Penn State after that.
1: Okay, I'm going to stay right with you, Will, because I want to know if these guys are pretenders or contenders. Uh, You can talk about the conference or if they're going to the national championship. Louisville, Utah, Syracuse. Okay. Yeah, Uh,
4: well, Louisville, I mean, I like because I think they're efficient and they're explosive on offense. I just don't know that they play good enough defense to be anything more than than temporary. So I have to put the uh, uh, pretender on them right now. Uh, syracuse syracuse for me struggled with the uh, army uh this past week so i think syracuse um, will always be a, a pretender um and then uh, utah utah i think is as well rounded as any any team in the uh, in the country um they play good good enough offense they had not, they've had nine turnovers uh in the past two weeks, so they play uh good defense so I think that they are a, a
3: legitimate contender. Okay, see you going. Hey, hey, Doug. Um, The three that you mentioned, I was I was just listening to that last comment, and I drew from that. Really, well, all three of them are pretenders, but Utah is a uh, – they're, they're more of a contender than the others, <laughs> but they kind of fall in the middle. But I, I'll say this. I think Utah is is for real, and the other two – I'm basing everything on – no analytics. It's all about history. Louisville and Syracuse, at some point in the season, will let us down. They'll lose a game they shouldn't lose or uh, they they will stumble. And that's just the history of both programs. Um, So I don't think either of them will contend for the national championship. And when when it comes down to the Final Four, I don't think Utah will either. But they they may do kind of like they did last year. They might upset someone else's apple cart, and they'll get real close because uh, they are a very good team, well-rounded, and I love the freshman the quarterback that they have. But uh, Louisville, pretender, Syracuse, pretender, Utah, contender. There you go. All
1: right, Jay Hayes.
3: Um,
5: Louisville, you know, on their schedule, they still have to play Notre Dame, they still have to play Duke. They still have to play Miami. So you know, I can't see them winning all three of those games. Um, Syracuse, there's no chance that uh, they'll continue on. They'll they'll self destruct here soon. Um, and you know, Utah is is a tough out. Uh, but I'm in agreement. You know, eventually they'll lose a game they should, probably shouldn't. But, uh, you know, I think they have a heck of a football team. And, uh, you know, I I just can't see them running the table. It's just too hard, uh, especially in the pac 12
1: Okay. uh, Precious.
2: Um, It's amazing that we say you still got to play Duke. And, and, and that's actually legit for right. uh, a change yeah. as far as football is concerned. Um, Louisville, I think they're contender if we're just talking ACC, but, um, eventually I guess that'll, that'll fizz out. Um, and I'm just rooting for, for Coach Babers at Syracuse, but if, if his trend is the same, I guess they'll fizz out too. And I have to trust you all that, that Utah is a good team, but to me, they struggle two weeks in a row. Of course, they didn't struggle against Florida, as Tim said, against the disorganized Florida Gators. But (laughs) I thought that they, I think that they have struggled the last two weeks. They're tough out, and I think Winningham is is an excellent coach. But I I don't see what you all see. Maybe, um, and and hopefully they do this out at some point in the Pac-12. But contender um, for Utah, and then um, I'm going to say contender Louisville. Um, maybe Pretender, Syracuse.
0: Okay, Tim. Yeah, I would agree with Princess. I think Louisville's a legit team. I think they're a contender. Um, uh, whether they will get to the playoffs or not, a whole different thing. But I think they, they've got a shot to maybe make it as far as the ACC championship game. And I think they're good enough to maybe beat anybody on a given day. I think Utah's a, a contender as well in the same kind of category. I think uh, Syracuse will come back to earth like they always do somewhere around this, this season or something like that. So they're pretending. Yeah. All right, Ricky. Um,
6: Doug, I see Louisville as a contender for the ACC, uh, but not for the national championship. Uh, Utah, I think, is a contender for the Pac-12, but um, I think they're going to fall short when it comes to the national championship. I think they're the type of team that will ruin someone else's dreams, but I don't think they'll do enough to fulfill their dreams. Um, Syracuse is a pretender uh, for the ACC and national championship. Although they're 4-0 right now, I just think they're going to fall apart um, down the road here. Okay. I'm, I'm going to stay right, right with you, Rick, because I want to talk about FSU and Clemson. What was your thoughts on that game? Uh, I think it was a great game. You know what we expected, and what it was supposed to be. Um, you know, FSU went on the road uh, to Death Valley um, to win imp- impressive, even though it was overtime. I thought it was an impressive, impressive win. Um, and I think they they pretty much you know claim the supreme uh, the supremacy of the ACC. I think that they're they're the they're the cream of the t- crop there. They're going to be the team to beat in the uh, ACC. And uh, I thought it was a good game. I think it lived up to everything we thought it would be. Okay, uh,
1: Tim.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree with Will on that. I think um, I think FSU and Clemson was a tremendous oh, ball game. Pretty well played ball game too. I don't think they had any turnovers during that ball game. If I'm not mistaken. A lot of four and five star ballplayers, a lot of talent on that field, um, and uh, I sort of felt like Clemson controlled most of the game, but uh, they choked down the um, down the stretch. And in my opinion, even last year, I don't think Kate Klubnick is quite ready for prime time. And I think when we we saw him in the overtime when they had third and one, and he checked out of a running play and threw that swing pass out to the side. And you could see Dabo uh, on the sideline screaming at him, we just need one yard. You know, so, um, you know, I know Dabo took, took the blame for that. But the quarterback checked out of that play. Uh, and um, and he took the hit for it. But uh, uh, that was my thought. It was a well-played game with two very talented football teams. Okay. Uh, precious.
2: I have to agree with with Tim in just this one thing, is that I thought that Clemson controlled the game in the beginning, Um, but I thought they choked down the stretch and that Cade Clemson is not who we thought he was or or wants to be. Um, And I was rooting against Florida State in every second of that game because I watched the entire thing, Um, and they pulled it out in the end. So um, I guess they're 3-0 or 4-0. But I'm rooting that they will lose soon. I don't know anybody okay. in the ACC, though, that looks as good as they look. I, I'll, I'll say that. Steve laughed in the beginning.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, you you are consistent,
1: and I love it.
2: Thank I you.
5: Jay Hayes,
1: what you got for us?
5: Well, uh, Florida State, you know, did what they had to do to win the game. I really liked the quarterback, Travis. Uh, I just like his composure, uh, seeing a couple of interviews with him over the last couple of weeks. I, I think the guy, um, you can tell he's a fourth- or fifth-year senior and uh, just very composed, um, you know, and that's going to pay dividends for them uh, as the year goes on. Um, you know, I, I feel bad for the kid that they talked into coming back and being the kicker. And uh, he choked uh, at yeah. at the end of the game because he you know he would have put him ahead and just missed that easy field goal. But uh, wow. you know, it's like Dabo said it's either going to be a great story or it's going to be horrible, and it was horrible for him. So uh, you know, they showed his parents and everything. Uh, but uh, you know, Florida State, I I just think they they have matured and they're ready to, you know, see what they can do.
1: Okay.
4: Uh, Will Lewis. Um, yeah, pretty uh, similar. I think it was a, a very much an evenly matched game, uh, and, and you like that it, uh, it went into overtime uh, and it was won in overtime. Um, I think somebody mentioned earlier about the, the turnovers, um, uh, and I think there was the one major turnover uh, where uh, Cade fumbled the ball. It was stripped and it had to scoop and score by FSU. Um, and then, right. uh, just right. like Jake said, when the um, kicker had a chance to, to be a factor, you know, and it does, it comes down to offense, defense, and special teams, and kicker had a chance to, as well and, and, and missed it. Um, but uh, I think there's a reason why Jordan Travis is still in the Heisman race, and that uh, goes back to – Throwing touchdown passes and overtime to win the game for your team, so it was a uh, it was definitely an exciting game.
1: Okay, uh, Steve Thornton.
3: All right, let's uh, see. Florida State Clemson. A, I'm glad that Florida State won. Florida State won. B, <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly about uh, Florida State's <laughs> quarterback. I like him a lot, Jordan Travis. <laughs> but the reason he's effective. Is I really love the wide receiver that he throws to. He's six seven. Danny uh, Wilson, I think is his name, and Keon Coleman is the other wide receiver. So yeah. you know, I have to give some props where, where, where it's deserved because they are two of the reasons that he is a Heisman Trophy candidate. Uh, you know, throwing to them, I'm, I'm sure it, it, it's a pleasure. But uh, good game. I'm, I'm, I hate to, like I said, I hate to see the kicker miss that field goal, but they still had an opportunity in overtime and didn't and couldn't get it done. So to Clemson, I mean to uh, to Florida State, and uh, I hope they continue to have a good season. It, it's nice when they're relevant. I know, I know, Princess, you don't want to hear that, but <laughs> to, the, to the old head, it's nice when Florida State is relevant in the in the hunt. <laughs> All right,
1: nope. See we're th- don't want to hear we're it. Gonna <laughs> we're gonna stay with you. Uh, we're gonna go OSU Notre Dame.
3: Can you skip the good one. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I was rooting for. I was rooting for Notre Dame. I'll be honest, and I'm a big fan guy, But uh, not so much an Ohio State fan, I guess. But I, I think it was. I don't know if it was a earlier. Who was talking about the the plays at the end of the game? And that's why I didn't have Ohio State in my top five, simply because from my eye, my eye test, you know, they failed Saturday. They won the game, but, you know, I I can't put them in the top five. There's some really good teams this year, and, uh, you know, it will all shake out. We all know that, that as the season progresses, uh, somebody will drop out. Somebody will get beat. Couple of teams to get beat, but uh, that, that was, was a good game. game. I mean, the Ohio State Notre Dame game. It was a good game.
1: Okay, Will. I
4: thought it was a it was a good game. I I had picked uh, Notre Dame uh, earlier. Matter of fact, I'd worked with a guy before, Lake Dawson. Uh, so I was calling up Lake and, and uh, kind of teasing him about it as well, and see if he was going to go with his his head or his wallet. And uh you know, his hard or his wallet and evidently he went with his heart and lost a million dollars. At least that's what I tell him. Um I thought, um, I thought um, it was really a good game and it was unfortunate that it kinda came down to the last play uh and the circumstances around the last play. It's okay that it came down to a last play, but the circumstances the circumstances around it were, you know, tough to handle. Uh and I think part of that was um, they had called the, the previous timeout. They may have run out of timeouts, uh, so the only way for them to stop it on that final play would have been if they'd have, uh, you know, touched the player from Ohio State, you know, basically jumped offside so they could have stopped the clock so they could have substituted. Um, and, and obviously in situations like that, people always find the right spot to run the ball at the right time, which is where they had absolutely nobody there and still almost stopped him. So it's unfortunate it ended the way it did. But I thought it was a it was a it was a good game, and I think what keeps Ohio State still in the mix and the reason I keep ranking them in the top five is they are playing good defense and they're just starting to figure out their offense a little bit with their with their quarterback situation. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, really a good game.
1: Okay, uh, Jay Hayes.
5: Yeah, I like I said I kind of spoke on this earlier, but uh, I was disappointed just how it ended. Um, That was my first time really watching Ohio State, Um, you know, the other games they had played, uh, you know, playing Youngstown and all those people I was kind of like, yeah, okay. Um, But I I just don't think their quarterback is good enough uh, for later in the season uh, when they have to play some good teams. uh, They're going to have issue. Um, You know, it's a shame – uh, Notre Dame wasn't able to uh, s- score down when they were in the red zone earlier when they got uh, stopped on fourth and one. Probably should have kicked a field goal back then just to take the points early in the game. Uh, you know, would have would have put them uh, with a tie score at the minimum. Uh, but uh, I, I really um, thought that uh, they were going to pull it out, and, and I was disappointed that defensively they weren't able to stop Ohio State. Uh, had them backed up and all that, and uh, at the end of the game and, and weren't able to stop them. But well, you you just brought up uh, Lake Dawson, who I recruited to Notre Dame, and uh, you know Notre Dame's uh, the name of the school is Notre Dame Du and which means Notre Dame on the lake and and Lake, we used to call him Dulock because of that. So, <laughs> uh, but he, he's my guy. I've uh, yeah. you know recruited him, and and then his brother Lewis even went there uh, later on. He was like nine years old. When I recruited Lake, so he he wow. ended up well. So, yep, yep.
1: Okay, uh, Ricky. You're a Notre Dame guy. What was your thoughts on the
6: game? <laughs> uh, honestly, uh, yeah, I did pick Notre Dame. I thought it was a great game. Um, disappointing as far as I'm concerned. I, I wanted Notre Dame to win, but, uh, I have to give, um, <clears throat> give it to Ohio State's defense. I thought they played, you know, very well or really well. And, um, but they were able to squeak one out and, um, and win it. Um, I mean, it was a hard-hitting game, good game. Uh, I just wish the outcome had been different. So um, hats off to Ohio State. Okay. uh, Precious.
2: I was pulling for um, Notre Dame. I was surprised that more points were not scored. I didn't expect it to be a defensive battle. I really like Sam Hartman, let me say that. Um, but Ohio State pulled it out, and I think M- McCord is maybe getting better. I think Jay Hayes said that he's not, you know, <laughs> maybe the material they need. But um, I-, I like Ryan Day going after Lou Holtz at the end, though. Um, um, so, but uh, they-, they pulled it out. Now, whether they should have, and uh, hopefully Marcus Freeman can figure out how to get 11 men on the field.
1: Okay, perfect. <laughs> was was uh Ron going after Lou Holtz or Mark May. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh boy. I remember those battles. You know, I it didn't dawn on me what you were saying yesterday, but now I understand. Yeah, yeah. Um they they may be one and the same, right? So
0: All right, Jim. Yeah, great ball game. Um two really good teams. I think it's the best Notre Dame team I've seen in a long time. And Sam Hartman is outstanding. He's yeah. just as cool as he could be, and uh, he makes a lot of difference in that team. Thought Notre Dame controlled the game most of the way, uh, particularly the line of scrimmage. I mean, they moved the ball up and down the field on Ohio State, uh, even though, as Coach Hayes mentioned, that they didn't uh, cash in a couple of times when they got down deep. Um, uh, so I, I thought it was a great game, and I don't I don't cheer for Notre Dame, but. Uh, I like Freeman, and, and uh, you know, I want him to succeed there. And I thought they let one get away. You know, what I was surprised at was uh, that Estime didn't run better than he did. I thought the younger backs that they had really did run very, very well. And, too, Duck, I just want to mention something. We don't have to talk about it tonight, but I'd, I'd like to somewhere in the in the future. I was, I was thinking before the game why more teams don't run with a two-back set. Uh, you know, with the blocking back, and then Notre Dame did that and was very effective the other night. Um, maybe, maybe in the coming weeks we'll get a chance to talk about that a little bit because I'd, I'd be very curious to see what uh, you know people like uh, Jay Hayes and, and, and Will Lewis uh, uh, have to uh, say about that um, going forward. But good ball game. All right, Cam, you got it. Oh, and I and I enjoyed the trash talk too, but I I kind of get into that kind of thing. Uh, you know. Uh, going into the this week's games, if we can keep our keep our answers a little short cuz we're uh, tight on time. Um, let's go to uh, Ricky Porter. Uh, what are you thinking uh with USC coming to Boulder this week? Okay. Is Rick still with it?
6: <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Okay. Um what game was it, Tim? We're talking about uh,
0: USC and Colorado. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, um,
6: hmm. you know, if I can kind of put two things together, um, you know, every week I tell you, I says, you know, I'm not, I'm pulling for you know Dion and Colorado, and um, you know, I'm not quite on the bandwagon yet, but I do want them to win. Uh, I think I got more on the bandwagon this week with the loss than I have been with the wins because I've been listening to everything all week about what Dion is talking about and how he's handling it. And it just shows me that he's going to do everything with class. And, um, I honestly, I think they're going to, they may take a L again this week, but I believe he will be the coach that can handle it and get this, you know, right the ship and get them going in the right direction. But I, I, I believe that, um, USC will probably get them
0: this week also. Okay. Well, Lewis, uh, USC and Colorado, uh, you know, they I think they, they realize that well, everybody in the country realized there's another level uh, that, you know, while they they might be coming, they're not here yet. Uh, and uh, <laughs> there is another level with Oregon. But uh, USC is a great team too, but they, I'm not sure they have the defense that uh, Oregon has. Mm-hmm. What do you think?
4: Yeah, I think you hit it right on the head. I think that'll that's gonna be a little bit of the difference in this game. Um, you go and you look at the teams that are, are, are that are playing well, or even the teams in your top ten, and most of them play good enough offense and play really good defense. USC is the one team that will have to outscore everybody, and and they have the ability to do that. But Colorado also has the ability to to score points, you know, especially if they had all their weapons. So I think that's what makes this game a little bit uh, a little bit different and certainly a good opportunity for Colorado to, to come back and get a win. Now, I give the edge to SC, and they, and they should win, uh, but I'll be pulling for Colorado.
0: Steve Thornton, what are you thinking, USC Colorado?
3: Uh, I'm thinking I agree that it will probably be another loss for Colorado. <clears throat> Excuse me. They really miss uh, uh, the Hunter kid, the wide receiver DB. They really miss him. Uh the thing that we didn't talk about that game, but Oregon had a lot of speed. I mean, a lot of speed. And, and as the old saying goes, speed kills. And they were, they were to me, that was a real big difference. They were faster than Colorado. Especially, you know, especially at running back. And they had about three or four of them. And they would just keep throwing them at you. And to that was a big difference there. USC, uh, I'm sure that they're, what they're known for probably is their passing attack and Caleb Williams. But, yeah, you know, I see it as another loss. But, but Deion has already said, you know, we know we're about five or six dogs short right now. So, you know, you. Just, 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 like he said, I'll leave you with this. He said, you better get me now. You better
0: get us now. Okay, they really got that. <laughs> They're they coming. they still coming. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jay Hayes, uh what are your thoughts the uh, USC coming down?
5: Yeah,
0: I, you know, I'm, I'm in agreement with everyone
5: else. I hope that Colorado has a great showing. I, I don't think they'll have enough when it's all said and done. But SC's defense is suspect. Uh, if Colorado's right. offensive guys can step up, they might give them a game, you know. They just might be able to give them a game, but it, it'll be hard for them too.
0: Okay, Francis, exactly. what are you thinking? USC and yeah. Colorado? Yeah.
2: I'm pulling for Colorado, like everybody else. Um, okay. I think USC with, with Caleb Williams may may, um, may edge them, but I'm pulling for Colorado.
0: Okay, Duck, what are you thinking? Uh, USC yeah. and Colorado?
1: Last night, you didn't answer my question, Tim. I wanted to know if the left tackle from Colorado, (laughs) after the game, that night, did he block his shadow? (laughs) He had had a rough night. (laughs) Okay. I think think, uh, Colorado has a chance just because of USC's defense, but
0: like everybody else said, uh, they got outscored USC. So, that I think that would be the difference. Okay, let me stay with you, Duck. Uh, what are you thinking, uh, Notre Dame uh, going to an undefeated Duke in Durham?
1: I think Duke is – I'm hoping Notre Dame can bounce back, but they don't really play that well after losing a game. So, I, I think the Dukies might end up beating
0: them, uh, upset. Rick Porter, what are you thinking, Notre Dame going to Duke?
6: So I think it's going to be a very good game. But you know I'm going with Notre Dame, I think they're going to win it. So, I'm not listening to Duck right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, Jay Hayes, what do you
5: think of Notre Dame going in the door? Uh, Duke will be Duke, as always. Uh, Notre Dame will whoop their ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, we'll at That's, with, uh, that's what I'm you, talking about, Jay. <laughs> Well, Will Lewis, what do you think of Notre Dame going to Duke? Uh, this looks like uh, yeah, um, the best team they probably had since Spurrier was there. Yeah, I'm not I, – I concur. This has been
4: an impressive uh, Duke team. Um, but um, I think just like uh, what Coach Hay said, I'm going to roll with that. So, uh, yeah, I think Notre Dame <laughs> – Notre Dame, Notre Dame wins that. It, it, sometimes it's tough to get up for that next game after an emotional game like that, but the way mm-hmm. they lost, their last game, I think they're going to be a little bit more motivated to go out and um, make some, uh, you know, make
0: some make some noise. So definitely uh, going with uh, Notre Dame to win this one over Duke. Okay, Princess, you already mentioned uh, this is a little bit different Duke, and it's kind of odd to talk about him, but they've got Notre Dame coming to town. What do you think?
2: I'm going with what Jay Hayes said. I like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that's it. Okay, Steve.
3: Hey, hey, Notre Dame in a blowout. If they're not playing okay. at Cameron Indoor, don't count
0: on Duke. <laughs> <Hey>. Oh,
2: damn. <laughs> okay,
0: Steve. Uh, Steve, uh, Syracuse always gives Clemson a, uh, a little bit of a trouble. Uh, what are you thinking about that? Syracuse. And uh, Clemson.
3: Are they at home? Does anybody know?
0: Yeah, I think they play at Clemson this year.
3: No, they Clemson play. Clemson. No,
0: Syracuse. Dome, in the dome.
3: Yeah, yeah, they're in the dome.
6: That's
3: a
0: lot
3: of over that Saturday. a is, is that a game we got? Yeah, well, Clemson, Syracuse. Hey, oh, I I, I'll, go. I'm, I'll take Clemson because Syracuse, as someone said earlier, Syracuse will eventually be Syracuse. And I like their coach. I, I always forget about him. You
0: know,
3: I uh, can't think of the brother's name off the top of my head. Dino Babers. Dino Babers.
2: Dino Babers.
3: Okay. Yeah, Dino Babers. Yeah, I like Dino. But I tell you, when, when the tough gets going, it's hard for Syracuse.
0: So I'm picking Clemson over Syracuse. Okay. Okay, Ricky Go Porter, Dino. what are you thinking? Uh, Clemson's in, Clemson, Syracuse. Yeah, I think this will be Clemson all the way to. Okay. Jay Hates, what do you thinking? Clemson, Syracuse. I want Syracuse. Dino's my guy. Okay. Uh, Duck, uh, what are you thinking? Clemson and Syracuse.
1: This is probably one of the first times I'm going to agree with Jay. I'm going with Syracuse.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, Will Lewis, did we get your opinion on this one? Uh, No, but like I said, I think uh, Syracuse is
4: a uh, pretender, and now this week they get exposed as a pretender. So, Clemson.
0: Okay, let me stay with you. Uh, Tennessee is uh, playing South Carolina. I think they're in uh, Rocky Top this week. Uh, What are you thinking there?
4: Yep, and I think we're gonna hear some Rocky Top plays, so I'm going with Tennessee <laughs> over South
0: Carolina. <laughs> okay.
2: boy, uh, well,
0: uh, J. Hayes, what are you thinking? Uh, Rocky Top and uh, uh South Carolina. Uh I am gonna go with the balls. Okay. Um Ricky Porter, what are you thinking? Tennessee and South Carolina <laughs> yeah. young, uh, I'm, young I'm gonna
6: switch it up a little I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. I I think it's gonna be a shootout. But I'm going to pick South Carolina to pull this one out. Oh. Okay.
0: oh. Steve Thornton, uh, Young <laughs> Beamer, going in the Rocky Top this week. What do you think? Yeah, it's going to be rocking
3: in the Rocky Top. I like I'm <laughs> Tennessee because they wear orange.
0: Thank you. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, Princess, you're in South Carolina, but I know how much you like Tennessee. So uh, what do you it?
2: What I'm thinking is that you all said Rocky Top last year. In South Carolina put 50 up on them. And um, I think they can do it this year. If Tennessee can go into Florida with Florida looking so bad and lose, they can lose at home too. I'm going to South Carolina.
1: There you go. Okay, Good strong pick. Well, well, I'm going Doug, like this. Rocky top before the game. Rocky Top and <laughs> Hat.
2: Uh, and Rocky That's <laughs> what you said last year, and it didn't do you any good. You said the same exact thing. Because, Max, I'm going to replay it two years in a row. <laughs> okay,
0: Doug. It's on you. Uh, all right, real quick, guys. we got
1: about uh, less than 60 seconds a piece. But I want to start off with uh, Jay Hayes. What pro game did you watch this weekend? I
5: watched them all. <laughs>
1: yeah, <I did> <laughs>
5: I have have NFL ticket and I can watch like four games at once. But, um, you know, the Dolphins game was ridiculous. I I switched from that one. Um, Then, uh, you know, uh, the Steeler game uh, Sunday night uh, was a really good game against the uh, Raiders. And then last night uh, watching uh, the Bengals uh get a win finally um, you know that I thought that was an excellent game just between the Rams and them uh, you know going back and forth uh Burrow is not healthy uh but he he hung in there did what he had to do uh I hope he can recover from this calf injury cuz it's really hurting him you know but uh uh you know and then your boys got beat Princess, I, you know that—that that surprised me. That uh, Arizona was able to do that, but, um, you know, and then the Packers coming back on the Saints was something really to uh, surprise me.
3: Okay, Steve, what, what did you watch, Steve? Hey, well, you know, in the sake of time, I'll just talk about the Cowboys' loss to the Cardinals. It was disheartening, and you know, all the local. Is oh we'll learn from it we'll learn from it but here's the key for me last week they scored 30 points and they kicked five field goals this week they scored 16 points and they were in the red zone at least four times that I can remember and scored a touchdown has anyone thought that maybe Mike McCarthy isn't the person that needs to be calling the plays yeah if I'm signing <laughs> off
1: now. <laughs> That's all I, got. I I will. What did
4: you watch, Will? Um, I thought it was a uh, kind of a weekend um uh, for uh, embarrassing moments uh, in the NFL. Uh, obviously the Miami Denver game was was hugely embarrassing and, and all the storylines that go with it from uh from uh Miami's coach being a ball boy for Denver and then when he was able to the coach in the league, and they had a chance to interview him. He couldn't even get an interview uh, with his hometown team. Uh, so, But that one certainly was embarrassing. The other one that made this game less embarrassing was the Chiefs and the Bears with the Bears getting beat 41-10 to uh, and the Bears' whole situation looking like a, a dumpster fire. So that was, that was the second one that was embarrassing. Um, the third one that was embarrassing, because I live out here in Arizona, was Dallas falling short to an Arizona team that was <laughs> looking for some place to go hide. Sorry, Princess, but looking for an Arizona team. So that was, you know, just trying to go hide and see if they could, uh, you know, figure out something down the road. But uh, So that was, an, to me, that was an embarrassing loss. Maybe the biggest upset of the weekend was the Arizona uh, game, um, Arizona over Dallas. And then uh, finally, the other one that was a little bit embarrassing was the uh, the game I watched with the uh, New England Patriots and the, and the New York Jets, and, and watching the Jets kind of implode on the sidelines from – uh, everything to bet from bad quarterback plays to uh, you know coaches and players fighting uh, to yeah. Joe Namath yeah. losing his mind. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's just telling the truth.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe. Joe took off his uh, mink, didn't he? Threw it, threw it on the ground. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Ricky. I missed that.
6: Um, <laughs> uh, Duck. I watched the Saints and the Packers, which was, you know, being down here in New Orleans, um, it just it bothered me to to blow a lead like that and let the Packers come back and win. Um,
3: okay.
6: um, I, the good thing the good thing was is the quarterback uh, for the Packers. Uh, I think they may have found their guy at least for now. Uh, well, they he's definitely going to be their guy, but I thought he played well and um, you know made some gutsy plays. I uh, also watched the Ravens. And the Colts, uh, which was, you know, when those two get together, because we know the history behind them. I just, I just think it was too many turnovers in that game. You know, uh, Baltimore Ravens gave up too many uh, fumbles. Um, not only did they fumble, they lost a lot of fumbles. Plus, I think if they, I think they had a chance at the end there or something, and uh, Justin Tucker, I think it was a kicker, missed a 61-yarder, if I'm not mistaken. And it just uh, it just was a game that you know I thought Lamar played well, but um, a few fumbles here and there really hurt them. And uh, just uh, I just never would have thought that you know Baltimore would uh, excuse me, the Colts would beat the Ravens.
3: Okay, <laughs> I, Precious.
2: I, I don't know what, what you... to say. I stopped watching the Dallas game. Um, it was embarrassing. I think that was the most embarrassing um loss of the weekend. But also, um, the Broncos and, and the the Dolphins and the fact that now Nathan, Nathaniel Hackett has maybe some some um you know, words to say to Sean Payton, I thought that was ridiculous. I thought they gave up. And then um the Jets and just that that got ugly on the sidelines. so mm-hmm. um and they asked Matt Ryan to come back, and he says, no, he does not want to be a Jet. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Matt <laughs> Ryan told him. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we say no. Not to to the jet. That's not crazy, Jim. What? Nobody wants I... to get, get come to that bandwagon. I... <laughs> Hey,
1: I hear they're trying to dig up George Blander, too, but go ahead. <laughs> Did yeah. you say
2: dig him up? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's back.
1: Oh. They got Zach Wilson walking, David, but go ahead. Go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. It's
2: cold. <laughs> well, of course,
0: I've I, I watched the Jets, and they, they're, they're a dumpster fire. I mean, they, they've they got a good team, too, but this quarterback, they can't win with well. I mean, that's just awful. Um, I don't know. And they're talking about bringing in Siemens, uh, the guy from Northwestern. I mean, look, they come signed, on. They, they signed him. They signed him. Talk <laughs> about
2: he's out. on the team. That is, he's crazy. Crazy Done. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that is so crazy. I mean, but, but anyway, um, the Cleveland Browns have got a really good defense. they got a really good defense. And it uh, looks like Deshaun Watson, even though he's not back to form, looks like he's getting better. And if that happens, look out. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: okay. A hey, hey hey Tim, your last move is to try to get Boomer Sison out of uh, CBS.
2: <laughs> Tim talk well, Tim just talk it. about <laughs> where you were at the beginning of the season and the expectations to week three and here we are and and and, and how it has this panned out.
0: Well, I, th- I thought I thought early on, even with Aaron Rodgers, I thought with that early schedule, they were they were, you know, flirting with maybe two and four uh, or or three and three. Um, now with this guy Wilson, I'm not sure when he's going to win.
2: He can't even say his name. This guy.
1: <laughs> all right, Chris. take us right. out, Kristen.
2: All right, thank you all. This has been awesome, and you didn't beat up on me too much, uh, Jay Hayes. Ricky Porter, Will Lewis, uh, Steve Thornton, I appreciate you all. Duck and Tim, have a great um, night and a great week, everyone. And Duck, I'll see all you right. on Thursday. All right. Have a great right. week. Thanks. Never had it so I good. See you. I, geez, okay.
5: see you
6: Thanks, Princess.
2: See you. All right, fellas. So